Welcome to Pendleton Center Church. We are the Menahem. If this is your first time here, be sure to pick up a welcome bag at the connection site or the welcome and information desk. I hope everyone will put their name on the friendship card that is in their bulletin. If you would like to receive the church newsletter or need to update any information, be sure to fill out your address and phone number. On the back, you can write prayer concerns, blessings, or notes to the staff. Please enjoy the service and have a good day. Good morning. For those of you who bleed bulls as in blue as in buffalo bulls, oh, it was a bad weekend. Sad weekend for our bulls, but the Sabres won. So there we go. They defeated the Ducks. Now, who names a hockey team Ducks? I mean, really, I get it. All right. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day Let us pray. Gracious and loving Lord, we thank you for an opportunity to gather in your house to worship you, and we pray that your spirit will come and dwell among us. May your name be exalted. Amen. As we light our Advent candles this morning, hear these words from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. I'm reading the wrong one. <laughs> hear a different word. You'll hear that one later. From <laughs> the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Isn't it a great blessing? We don't have to be perfect, just forgiven. Amen. Shall we stand and sing to the Lord, angels from the realms of glory. 
you. Please be seated. Well, this week we have a lot of things to celebrate. I was talking last night about how we had worship Friday night with a blue Christmas, worship Saturday night. We have worship this morning. Tomorrow night we're going to worship at 5, 7, 30, and 11. And then Christmas morning we have a worship service at 10 o'clock. So we're going to worship God. Amen. I think that's a great celebration. That's, That's really a wonderful thing. I also wanted to uh, thank all of you who mentioned that you happened to see me with that sweet woman, Linda Pellegrino, who came out to visit us. If you'd like to see that and you heard about it, it's on the website, so you could take a look. It was fun visiting with her. She's, she really makes it very easy for people like me. Uh, what other th- joys and celebrations do we have to, to share today? Yes. That's great. It's good to have you home, home with us to, this, this year. And everybody else who's come to visit this year, visit? You can't come home to visit, right? You just come home. Okay. What else do we have? Yes. 11 years of married bliss. Wonderful, you know? I have 42 years of marriage. How much of that was bliss? Oh, no, I didn't say that. It was all bliss. It was all bliss. Wonderful. Wonderful. If you've met my wife, you know I'm joking, right? Anybody else have a joy to share? Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. So you're going to see your grandchildren for breakfast. That's fun. That's great. I thought I saw a hand up over here. Maybe I'm wrong. Yes. It's good to see you home too. Yes, yes. I see a lot of people home for Christmas. It's good to see you. I, on the other hand, am going to Niagara Falls to visit 
uh, our other congregation this morning. Some people asked, I didn't think you were going to be here. I'm here, but then I'm leaving, but then I'll be back, but I'll be here tomorrow night. So I'm going to look for all of you there, because just because you came to worship today doesn't mean, you know, that I don't, all right? As we're thankful to God for all the great blessings he gives to us, let's return our thanksgiving with our morning tithes and our offerings. <clears throat> Celebrate the child who is the light, now the darkness is over. No more wandering in the night, celebrate the child who is the light. Oh, come, oh, come, celebrate the child who is the is over. 
Now, dear God, we give you these gifts back as a thanksgiving for all you've done for us. We pray that you'll use them to bless people throughout the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ and with the love that we can share with them. Be with the givers and bless them for their gifts today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. We have a couple of concerns I'd like to share with you. First of all, Jim Riggs has gone into the hospital, uh, and so we want to keep uh, Jim and Marge in our prayers. Uh, hopefully something that can be worked out with a reasonable period of time, but concern that we do have. Uh, Dick Anderson, who many of you know, has started chemotherapy. So we want to keep Dick and Anna Kay and their family in prayers. We're hoping for good results. Linda Canoodala passed away this last week, went to be with the Lord. And so we're going to have her funeral service here on Thursday. Calling hours will be here on Wednesday from 3 to 8. And if you can make a dish to pass for the luncheon, I know it's Christmas time, but it would be greatly appreciated. What other concerns do we have at this time? Anybody have something? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. So, so we want to keep these people in prayer because that's, especially a two-year-old child, that's, that's a difficult thing both for, for her and for her parents right now. Others? Yes. A pinched nerve. Oh, those aren't nice. So we want to keep you in our prayers. Yeah, absolutely, Mary. Those are... Go to the ER after church. Okay, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> Dear Lord, bless you with, you with this healing touch. Amen. What, what else do we... You know, I'm going to suggest to you that it's okay to go to the hospital before you come to church. I, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we want to keep Ron Elman in, his, in our prayers too. He's had surgery and some complications. Well, let's take all these concerns to the Lord in prayer, shall we? Dear God, it is such a joy and a wonder to be with you this morning. To be able to celebrate Christmas and worship you and be blessed by your presence in this place. And yet, Lord, in the midst of our celebrations, we have concerns. All the people we've mentioned who are facing such, such deep medical concerns. Things that need healing and blessing and the hope of God to fill up their world. We pray, dear God, that you would just, just be with the people that are struggling right now. And send a miracle of healing for their lives, for their bodies for all the people who are struggling with their relationships, with families, with the things that make this Christmas not so easy. We just pray, Lord, that you'd bring peace and understanding, love and hope to our families. Lord, we pray that you'd bless us when we struggle with things that seem so mundane and yet are so so hard to get through financial problems and work issues and just trying to get all this stuff done for Christmas that makes us feel as if life is crushing us when we should be celebrating you. Take away the anxiety and bring us peace. And we pray for people like the Canudafla family who are struggling with the loss of someone they love. 
while we trust in our faith, Lord, and, and we celebrate for Linda and her presence in your presence, we know that this family feels as if somebody has, has cut a hole in their heart. So love them, Lord, and give them your Holy Spirit and help us to be a presence of love. Lord, we come with all sorts of things in our hearts. You know what they are. But we want to take a moment, Lord, for you to listen. So bend your ear as a loving father and listen to your children pray. And now, Lord, for a short moment, take all the brokenness, all the pain, all the hurt, and lift it from us. Help us to push all of that aside for a short time as we celebrate with you and worship you. Come and be present in this place. Reach into our very hearts and souls and touch us. Let the message that Pastor Lisa brings to us have great meaning and power in our lives. And meet us in this place that we might know that you are God and you are with us, Emmanuel. For we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. And now shall we listen to the word of the Lord. This is John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the word, word was with God. The Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, through whom all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, came from Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Madeline. Good morning. It's almost Christmas. Are you ready? I'm not. Feels like I am not even close. Yesterday I packed up packages for people who have to go out of town. You know, the, the one that has to go to North Carolina, the one for my daughter that has to go to Portland, Oregon. Yes, I know they're not going to make it on time. Well, I got home after I had gone to the post office to discover on my dining room table my daughter's present. 
It didn't make it into the box. She has cookies. She has candy. She has a mug. She has other things that we intended to send her. But her Christmas present, the book I carefully picked out for her, knowing that she would love this book and that I always give her a book for Christmas, that's on my dining room table. It's a good thing there's a couple more days. Even so, when Tuesday morning comes, part of me is still going to be concerned about all the things that didn't get done, that aren't really ready, that could have been nicer. And then at noon, my family will arrive. They'll say how pretty the tree is and how nice the decorations look, and I had absolutely nothing to do that with that. That's Romney's thing. We'll sit around drinking coffee and eggnog and eat cookies, and I am the one who deals with the cookies and the eggnog. We'll talk. My kids will play the piano, and we'll open presents, and ready or not, everyone will enjoy themselves very, very much. I think that even if there wasn't a tree or any decorations or any eggnog, it would still be a good time. We're a family. And we have love. And God is with us. When Joseph and Mary arrived in Joseph's hometown, Bethlehem, there was no room for them in the inn. Or apparently with any of Joseph's family who probably still lived there. But that's another sermon. Mary and Joseph had to make do in a stable. They had to create a makeshift cradle out of an animal's feeding trough and some straw. Did you ever try to sleep on straw? Anybody ever try to sleep on straw? I, I have not. But I have been on a hayride. And I have absolutely no idea why people do that. The hay is itchy, it's scratchy, it's stinky, and it's uncomfortable. But that was where Mary and Joseph were. That was where their baby was born, and God was with them. You know, God wasn't just with them in a kind of transcendent spiritual sort of sense, like we might get if we're in prayer deeply, or singing praise songs together, or when we're quiet and in need and we sense God's comforting presence around us. God was with them, in their arms, crying to be fed, cold from the night air, itchy from the straw. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among them. And they saw it. They saw it, the glory of God, the glory of God like no one before them had ever seen it. It couldn't be kept secret. It couldn't be contained. Because of the glory of God, Mary and Joseph were not the only ones who knew God had come. When the glory of the Lord exploded in light in the sky, lots of people saw it. It was impossible to hide the light. Light shines in darkness. In the darkness of night, Jesus was born. There was God's glory shining as light all around the angels who appeared to the shepherds. 
It must have been a fantastic light show. I'll bet you it was better than anything the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and the Radio City Rockettes Music Christmas Spectacular together could have accomplished. This was not a man-made light show for human holiday amusement. This was the glory of the Lord shining around people who were terrified. Terrified at the presence of an angel of the Lord with a multitude of the heavenly host who were praising God. Jesus was no mere human baby, although that would have been a wonderful blessing. Only God can bless us with life and the wonder of holding new life in your arms, that's an experience that can't be compared with anything else. But this baby, this baby was the Son of God, the Word who had become flesh to live with human beings. This baby was fully human and fully God. No such person had ever been born. No such person will ever be born again. There is only one. And the night he was born, the angels, with the brilliant light of the glory of God, sang out with loud and exuberant praises. Mary and Joseph had had encounters with angels before Bethlehem. The whole story of God coming among humans in the flesh is filled with supernatural encounters. Remember how Mary found out what was going to happen? God sent the angel Gabriel to visit her. That's something that the scriptures tell us angels can do. First, God had sent the angel Gabriel to the priest Zechariah to tell him his wife Elizabeth was going to have a baby. Why send an angel? Don't people just find these things out as a matter of course? No. In this case, Elizabeth and Zechariah were older folks. They were well beyond the age when having a baby was going to happen. And this was going to be a particular baby, someone very special. So God sent an angel to let them know. Gabriel told them their son John was going to prepare the way for the Lord in the spirit and power of the prophet Elijah. Jesus' cousin was going to be a great prophet. Then we hear Gabriel came to Mary. Yeah, he came to Mary, and he said, Greetings, highly favored one. The Lord is with you, and God wants to know that the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you, and you'll have a baby who is going to be the Son of God. Hmm. Then Joseph had a dream. The angel appears to him in a dream and says the baby Mary is carrying from God 
is really from God. So that Joseph should just go ahead and marry her. And Joseph should just go ahead and take care of them. Because it was okay. That's his job. That's his role in this amazing story. Now, after all that, there are angels in the sky everywhere in bright light like daytime in the middle of the night, terrifying a bunch of shepherds who have never seen such a sight in their whole lives. Have you ever had an angel appear to you? This is not a natural occurrence. And it's not something that happens every day. And even if it does happen, it doesn't happen to everybody. Angels are supernatural beings that God created before he created the natural world that we live in. If an angel appears, like Gabriel appeared to Mary and to Zechariah, it has to come out of the heavenly realm, beyond our natural perceptions, and into our natural world so that we can see it. But angels exist all around us. In Joseph's case, the angel appeared in a dream. After Jesus' birth, Joseph has another dream. And in that dream, the angel tells him that his family is in terrible danger. He tells them they have to run away in order to protect themselves. In the Bible, we can see that angels are messengers sent from God to help human beings. They are powerful, holy, wise spiritual beings who are concerned about human circumstances and can come into human form. They can guide us, protect us, provide for us, give us directions, and comfort us and minister to us. Having a guardian angel, my friends, is not a myth. But on the night Jesus was born, the angels didn't just tell the shepherds about it. They worshipped. They sang glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom God's favor rests. These angels came for two purposes. To tell the shepherds the Savior had been born and to worship that Savior. In all the times Gabriel had visited the people in this story, he never once burst into light and praising God. Angels know God. They hang out in God's presence. They hang out in God's presence a lot as the heavenly host. So if these angels on that night burst into praise with light shining all around them, it was because they knew God's presence was there. This was no mere human savior like Moses or like King David. This was God supernaturally present with people as a baby. The word of God who had been with God in the beginning. The word of God through whom all things had been made. The word of God in whom was life and the light of humanity. The word of God was in Bethlehem. What's Christmas for? 
I sometimes get lost in the nostalgia of Christmas. And I can get pretty snarky if Christmas isn't done the way I like it done. You know, the special ornaments that I've had for years, the lights on the tree, just where they belong, 57 years of family gatherings over presents and Jimmy Stewart movies and football games, and I don't even like football. These are wonderful, wonderful human things. But they're things that will pass away. So much of what's in the natural world can be gone in an instant. Don't we all know of people who have lost everything in a fire or a storm or some other means? There might even be folks here with us today who've experienced that kind of loss. Angels were telling shepherds about God's sudden, immediate presence in the world. And those angels were praising God. Shepherds were telling other people about the Savior that the angels had told them about, the Christ who had come, and they were praising God. And I'm worried about making eggnog in time for the party. Church, your pastor needs help. God is here today, friends. God is birthed in my heart, my own heart making me born again. And I'm worried about the eggnog that might not get done. I get my priorities mixed up sometimes. The wonder of the word became flesh is what Christmas is about. He came to that which was his own. But his own did not receive him. What did he come for? What did the angels proclaim? That on earth there would be peace to those on whom God's favor rests. No human being can bring peace to earth. To bring peace among all people. Many have tried, and they've tried in many ways, usually by some form of passive-aggressive or real-out-there violence. Human beings tend to believe that if we can only convince people to believe the way we believe and to do the things the way we want them to do, then all will be well. It's true in our workplaces. It's true in our schools, our communities, our governments. At extreme times throughout history, and even today in some places in the world, it manifests in people who believe that if they imprison or destroy everybody who disagrees with them, then they'll have their own personal little utopia with everybody bowing down to them. At the very least, Everybody experiences on some level frustration over disagreements about how things should be done. Even in the church. How should the pastor preach? 
What songs should we sing? What point of view should be presented in the Bible study? No. There is no lasting real peace that can be made by human beings. But the baby in the manger was no mere human. He was the word made flesh in Bethlehem. And he is God in us today. No one in Bethlehem received him. Not an innkeeper. Not Joseph's family. And many are not ready to receive him today. Yet, to all who received him, and to all who receive him today, he has given the right to become children of God. Children not born merely of flesh, but born of God. With God living in us by the power and wisdom of God, we can be transformed into people who can carry God's grace. And the message of hope, love, joy, and even peace to all the world. Do you want to be part of God's mission in the world today? God's mission of making peace on earth? Then we can't let Christmas be merely a nostalgic time to remember a baby in a manger and share some holiday happiness. I'm not ready for Christmas yet. And I'm not perfect at living the life Jesus called me to live. Not yet. But I am pressing on. And by God's grace, there will come a day when love will be made perfect in my heart, when God's love is shed abroad in my heart and in your hearts and in all of our hearts. We will be able to live in perfect peace. I pray for it every single day. And I trust that every day, by God's grace, I will continue to be transformed because of God's Spirit supernaturally dwelling in me. Do you want to pray for that too? Do you want to pray that God will continue to be born in your heart every moment of every day and that we will together become the people God intends for us to be. We should pray. We should pray that God will forgive us where we've missed him and that God will move us forward to the hope of perfect peace, both in the here and now and in eternity. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I have sinned. I have not loved you perfectly. And I have not perfectly loved my neighbor. I have sometimes put things ahead of you when you should be first in my life. Help me, Lord. Forgive me. I want to be more like Jesus.
I want to know the truth of your love the way the shepherds knew it that night. The way Mary knew it when she rocked Jesus in her arms. The way Joseph knew it when he went beyond his culture and embraced someone he should have put aside. Help me be more like you. Help me to be a vessel through whom peace on earth comes. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know how much God loves you. God loves you so much that he sent his son. Before we even knew we were in need of a savior, God sent us a savior. This proves God's love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Glory to God. Oh, no, 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 no. Like the angels. So ready to say glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, come on. Glory to God. Glory to God. Angels exist. Okay, you don't have to keep saying that. <laughs> angels exist to help us to share messages from God with us but they also exist to worship God. I think over the course of eternity, that's probably what they're mostly doing most of the time. Angels have given us a great example of what it means to serve and worship God. We're supposed to worship God, and we're supposed to tell people about him, just like the angels did. The angels in the story of the word becoming flesh remind us that God came to make his dwelling in us and among us. They remind us of all God has called us to do and to be because he dwells in us. From now on, every time I hear the carol we're about to sing, I'm going to remember the angel's message, and I'm going to remember their worship. I'm going to remember to put the worshiping and the message of how God sent peace to earth in a supernatural baby ahead of the eggnog. I hope you remember it too. Let's stand as you're able and we're going to sing. We're going to sing that song. Remind us of all the angels.
confident group of children of God. And we're going to be coming to the table of grace. So let's greet one another with the peace of the Holy Spirit, which comes through Christ. table of grace is offered to everyone. It's an open table, whether this is your first time here or you've been here all along. If you're seeking Christ in your life, you are welcome. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through the prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. 
He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread. He gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks. He said, this is the blood, my blood of the new covenant poured out for you, poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Drink of this often, remembering me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. As we proclaim the mystery of faith, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are serving please come forward?
doing the quilt part. Ready, come, worship God. Everyone is welcome. We take prayer, uh, communion by intinction, which means you'll be handed a piece of bread and you'll dip it in the cup and take both the bread and the cup together. God wants to meet you here. Come and worship.
Please stand if you're able as we sing together, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. and that I'd like y'all to keep in prayer a couple of folks who have long time been a part of this church but who are returning um, down to um, Arizona. Um, Dick and Julie Butel are leaving in a couple days and I had the privilege of praying with them at the rail and um, if y'all want to say goodbye and Merry Christmas, they're only going to be here a couple more days. You got to hear me preach today because I'm not going to be here tomorrow night so don't ask. Tom, Pastor Tom will be here um, tomorrow evening for all of the services to be preaching so come on back for Christmas Eve to hear the really, really big message, right? Um, I will be at the falls, and that's the first time I'm going to be preaching a Christmas Eve service since 2011, which is going to be a real blessing. I get to be up at the falls. So I'm going to say a Merry Christmas to you right now, but don't let it be the only Merry Christmas you say in this church. Come tomorrow and say Merry Christmas too. You know, I make amazing eggnog. 
It's true. It's true. My kids walk through the door. They, they call it the nog. Okay? They started this many, many years ago, and they will walk through the door, and they come in, and they'll go, okay, mom, where's the nog? But it's eggs and milk and sugar and a little vanilla. It's all stuff of the earth. There's way, way more than that. There is so much more to Christmas than eggnog. I pray for your Christmas and for mine that we be filled with the love and the joy and the peace and the hope of Christ. That all of these material things, all the things of the earth, this earth that could so easily pass away would not be our focus, but that our focus would be on Jesus Christ, fully God and fully man, the only one who can bring peace on earth, the only one who can bring peace in our hearts. So as you go, I pray that you go in that peace and that you send that peace forth in all the world, the peace of Christ. Amen? Amen. Go in peace.